I've lived in a world of death. I tried to come home, but I never really arrived. A part of my mind and soul got lost along the way. But my heart was still here, where I was born, where I would defend to the end. The only family I've ever known. The only home I've ever known. All the ones I've loved are now ghosts. But I will fight to keep their memories alive. Welcome to Double Impact, the podcast where we double back on the movies that impacted us growing up as 90s kids and decide whether they hold up today or are best left in the past. I'm Tristan. I'm Greg. Hey, I like that. What, that was, there was just like a slight nuance, a little, a little bit of flair into your welcome to Double Impact. Yeah, <clears throat> I liked it. Oh, it was purely accidental. Mm. Accidental flair sometimes is the best flair. Yeah. You don't want to be too contrived with your flair. Heart flair. No, no. Yeah. It, no. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's very astute on your part. It's very astute on your part. Uh, <laughs> oh, I've got an astute line to share with you a bit later. Oh, okay. I'm looking forward to this. Hey, this yeah. if you're feeling a sense of deja vu, Greg, it's because we've recorded half of this episode <laughs> last week. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got to, I guess I've got to spill the beans on the technical <laughs> issue. Yeah. Tristan was very polite in not you know, hanging me out to dry as such, but that was all me, baby. I didn't hit record. <laughs> I did not hit record. How many episodes are we in now? But excluding reruns, one hundred sixty or one hundred seventy? I don't know. Yeah, it's a pod- podcast as great as fear, and it was it was always going to happen. I'm just happy it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, like another podcast I listened to, I've heard it happen to them. Like them saying, "Are oh, we?" doing this whole podcast we couldn't do it on the same day a we didn't have enough time but b it's so we got pretty it's, far yeah. so it's so hard to mm. like have an authentic conversation like again <laughs> and you know it's been a week and i've had a few beers since then so all the brain cells that had that conversation have long since departed so I'm, I'm I'm ready to pretend this never happened yeah i don't remember any of it yeah i genuinely don't really yeah. remember anything <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm usually in a state of flow. Maybe both were in a state of flow yeah, when we true. do our pod. So. Pod flow. It's you true. Know. But you know what we do on Double Impact, Greg? We, when, we, when we drop the when, – when, you know, we do stuff. <laughs> it's not about how hard you can hit, Greg. It's about how hard yeah. you can get hit and keep, keep moving, moving forward. forward. That's so how winning is done. So what do we do when we have a technical issue? We double down. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of just doing Rambo Last Blood, this is now a double impact, double feature, Rambo 2008 and Rambo Last Blood 2019. Uh, and, we, you know, it's our penultimate episode of our uh, long-running miniseries, as it turns out, mm. Lap Pack Past and Present. I need your clothes, your boots and your motorcycle. <laughs> Thank you. 
The world ain't all sunshine and rainbow. What are you wearing? Size three? Bring it, happy feet. Stop being such a pussy. Are you crazy? Could kill me. That's how winning is done. I did nothing. The pavement was his enemy. Dylan. Son of a. Did we get to win this time. So again, if it's your first time listening to this podcast, we do traditionally focus on the 80s and 90s, but you know what? We decided to mix it up. We love lap pack movies, the, the you know, our muscle-bound action heroes with the latissimus Dorsey, the go around mm-hmm. the spinny kicks and the bang-bangs. We love those movies, so why not compare past and present, hence mm-hmm. the name. Mm. And, you know, what, what better comparison point than modern Rambos relative to old Rambos? Oh. We've covered almost all of them. Except for Rambo 3, the only one I haven't seen at this mm, point. I watched I've seen of bits it. of it. Yeah. It's Rambo in the desert. Yeah. I'll watch it at some point, but, you yeah. know. Yeah. Rambo, the formation of the Taliban or something like that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, so it's a double feature, but I suppose, to be honest, we'll probably skew a little closer toward Last Blood. Um, yeah. But we'll, we'll weave in mm. 2008 wherever possible. Mm. Well, I thought I'd touch on both years. Um, okay. We've done 2019 recently with Dark Fate. So do you know what I'll do? I'll give a, a sprinkling of 2008 just to f- frame ourselves up um, and then maybe we can talk a little bit more about the movies of 2019. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how we go. Well, yeah, we'll 2008, I was really hoping it was the year of Coney, but it's not. Remember Coney? No, that was 2012. I thought that would have been a fun one to talk about. But yeah. it, alas, it was not. Coney was four years in, away, just a, an idea in a videographer's mind. Um, <laughs> 2008 was the year of, we had a big recession. Recession kind of kicked that's off. That's right. Time, but that was, yeah. Enron. Uh, that's right, yes. Um, Lehman Brothers and such. Oh, yeah, not Enron, was it? Lehman Brothers. It was Lehman Brothers. Both, I think both. Was it both? Was yeah. it both? There you go. I don't know. All of the above. Oh, collapsing markets. Yeah. Uh, Cyclone Nargis ripped through Myanmar, killing 138,000 people, which is marginally more than Rambo killed in Myanmar. Uh, <laughs> so did that happen time, after is, the movie? I think it happened I after I think the it's movie. a cover for the movie. I think, it, I think they've just named a cyclone, but what really happened was Rambo was there. <laughs> 2008, also the year we lost Heath Ledger, Roy Schneider, uh, Don LaFontaine. Fuck. Wow. That's heavy, man. And uh, the new words in the dictionary were mansplain, Bitcoin, and Me Too. In 2008? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Bitcoin. Mm. Mansplain. Wow. 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 Would have been a good year to get on that Bitcoin train. Fuck yeah, man. Um, <laughs> that's so Me Too. Um, <laughs> so Toasty. 2019, flash forward, a deuce and a bonus year. 11 mm. years, um, 11 years between Rambos. Um, start of our pod, we talked about February. Yeah. So that was a yeah. big year for us in that it was the formation of that. Big year for the podcast industry. Mm. Big year for middle-aged <laughs> white mates who want to have conversations yeah. and record it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were definitely part of that wave. I'd argue we're on the early part of that wave, but there's no denying Yeah, we are a living cliché. But there you have it. Yeah. Um, and, of course, it was the last year pre-COVID. Um, so the last year of normality before the world mm. shut itself. 
really was. And actually, that's a good good piece of context for the 2019 box office too because mm. you know, since we've covered this year before and, and talked about it last week, that was one layer we didn't really talk about because the box office hasn't quite, you know, the Mavericks of the world are lighting the box office on fire once again, but that's mm. kind of the first mm. one since 2019 because point. it's the year of Avengers Endgame, which, you know, it's it's highly suspicious that Marvel managed to get out their final movie of that huge first mm. epic wave of Marvel films just before a pandemic. Really makes you think. <laughs> it really makes you think. Um, the Lion King, Frozen, it's Franchise City, baby. Isn't it? Um, but rewind to maybe 2008 and it's a slightly different story. I mean, there's franchises, but not as we know them today. It's it's The Dark Knight. That was the number one film of that year. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Kung uh-huh. Fu Panda. Uh-huh. Madagascar, Quantum of Solace, you know, uh, two big years for movies. But but if you will allow me, I want to I want to fast forward back to 2019. We're going all over the place timeline wise. Mm, stay with us, people. Stay it. with us. Double it features are tricky. It. It's our it's our first time. I feel like mm. Christopher Nolan over think, here. Think of us as a, exactly. Think of us as a Nolan film and just <laughs> suspend reality and. Any form of form of coherence. Someone checking our wives, though, because oh, wives yeah. tend to die in his movies. Um, Imagine if Hans Zimmer did our opening song, reimagined it. <laughs> well, let, let me sum this up by saying, uh, do you know what film came in at number eighty-three in twenty nineteen? Mm-hmm. Little film called Rambo: Last Blood. Just for the record, Rambo 2008 came in at number 56 in 2008. Mm. Hey, when you watched that movie, was it called John Rambo or Rambo? Uh, on the telly here. Yeah. It sort of, it says Rambo on the front screen, but on but in Netflix, like search, it comes up as John Rambo. Yeah, interesting. Because mm, apparently it was, it was going to be called John Rambo and then last minute they decided not to. Why not call it John Rambo? Oh, and I think in some markets it's still called John Rambo, but in the US it's not. But, uh, you know, because you had Rocky Balboa, mm. I, I thought that was a nice little package to have them both, both of these legacy sequels. Mm, agree. Go the, go the full name. John James Rambo. Yeah, JJ. throw in a middle name. Why not? Mm. I believe that is his middle name. Yeah, probably. It's, it's, a, it's the attention to detail on the characters, isn't it? The middle names and such. Yeah, and the bandanas. Oh. Um, <laughs> curiously lacking in Last Blood, but mm, we'll get to that. Well, we 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 better. <laughs> so, um, Last Blood came out in September of 2019. Budget of 50 million dollars. Gross box office of 91.5 million dollars. By comparison, Rambo 2008 budget of 50 million dollars, also with a box office of 113. So it did a little bit better, but you know, not worlds apart. Mm-hmm. Not worlds apart. No. From a critic point of view, Last Blood got a critic score of 27% and an audience score of 81%. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Is that the biggest delta we've seen? It might be. Yeah, it might be. 
Uh, critic consensus, like the sequels that preceded it, Rambo Last Blood is is content to indulge in bloody violence at the expense of its main character's once poignant story. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. And Rambo 2008, just for the record, had 37% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. So, you know, it was a bit better, according to critics. Mm. Mm. Okay. I tell you what, Greg, we've talked about this before, but I hate hate the naming conventions in this franchise. <laughs> Why is it just called Rambo? It's fucking confusing. What about Jaws? So I feel like this one could have been Rambo Revenge. Like Jaws had Jaws Revenge. Surely yeah. The Last Blood would have been Rambo Revenge. The Last Blood is, yeah. is good. Yeah, it's a good name. I did read somewhere maybe it's the best thing about the movie. <laughs> 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 Which was good. I don't know. The, the, what about popping them ribs out? That was pretty. I mean, I won't forget it. <laughs> or haunt mm. my dreams for some time. Mm. Mm. Were either of these big movies for you, Greg? Uh, uh, uh. They came and went, Tristan. They came and went. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. I, can't, I don't know how else to. I've got nothing on them. Yeah. Didn't see them. I guess obviously we're Rambo fans, but by 2008 we're young men, young bloods in the advertising industry, Greg, because I remember actually. Mm. Um, I remember at work being in a brainstorm for the 2008 movie because we had, Sony, I guess it was Sony Pictures because we had Sony Pictures as a client then. Oh, yeah. And I remember coming up with lots of dumb ideas. Oh, yeah? Can you remember any of them? No, just very tactical, stunty stuff, which I guess movies, that's all you really need. Yeah, like urinals, urinal cakes. <laughs> when you wee on them, they make like machine gun sounds like. <laughs> yeah, that, that kind of shit. Yeah. <laughs> That kind of award-winning shit. Mm -hmm. Should I get into the origin story of both of these films? Please. Origin story. Thanks, Avi. So the way I thought I'd do origin story for a double feature for two sequential films in the same franchise is I might just start from the beginning at a super high level and then just run through the whole fucking timeline of how these things got made. Zooming in, you know, a lot deeper on the two films we're covering. But to start at the very beginning, it's the 70s. A book called First Blood comes out, written by David Morrill. Bounces around Hollywood for a while. Then Mario Kassler and Stallone get involved in It Gets Made. Comes out 1982 and it's huge. Uh, Carol Co. Pictures is born, side note. Mm -hmm. Big moment. Big moment for pictures, especially the lap pack uh, industry. Notable difference from the book... John Rambo doesn't die at the end. So, in 1985, First Blood 2 comes out. And the modern action film is born. By modern, I mean 80s and 90s. And, you know, despite being a sequel to what was essentially a PTSD drama, you know, it was a good result. We got our that pack mm. films. That basically mm -hmm. was, was the year they were born. Um, second biggest movie in the world that year, making over 300 million. Huge! 300 million. You know what happens when you make a movie that makes 300 million? You make another one. <laughs> you make it again. <laughs> In a slightly different backdrop. Rambo 3 comes out in 1988. Notably co written by Sheldon Latich, um, Big Lap Pac Man, Double Impact, Bloodsport, etc. 189 million at the box office. Not a flop, but arguably losing steam. Um, subsequently, uh, not because of that movie, I shouldn't say subsequently, but, you know, timeline-wise, later in the mid-90s, Carol Co. basically just 
basically dies. Uh, despite mm, Terminator 2, despite Basic Instinct, despite Total Recall, but mainly because of Cutthroat Island. And, um, you know, Rambo, for that and other reasons, I suppose, kind of was on ice. Mm. Miramax bought the rights in the late 90s, um, but they never made anything with it because Stallone said he no longer wanted to make action movies. Yeah, he was a comedy guy now. That's true. Top of my mum will shoot. <laughs> he saw Arnie doing twins and he wanted in on it. Exactly. Well, you remember that story, right? There's a, there's a thing, you know, when people play, prey on your insecurities, when you go, your agent goes, you got to do this movie, you got to do this movie because Arnold's going to do it. I go, really? Goes, Arnold's going to I said, I, I don't think Arnold can do this one because he's playing like an American cop and they don't have German accents. They just not going to Because I'm telling you, if you don't do this thing, stop on my mama's shoot, he's in. He's in. I go, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> so good The rest is history A film that we watched With the intent to do on the podcast That we were both like I don't know if I can talk about this For 90 minutes <laughs> Yeah What does that say? Yeah And we've done some stinkers <laughs> We sure have Because yeah It's not even so bad That it's interesting It's just there. Anyway we'll do it one day um, Fast forward to the mid 2000s And Stallone's getting the itch uh, says he only held out so long because there wasn't a compelling story to tell and apparently one story floating around would be rescuing a girl from Mexico which he liked but thought it was lacking the essence of Rambo cough cough hold that thought for last blood um, but he eventually lands on the idea of setting in uh, setting the film in Burma apparently he was like speaking to the State Department and Soldier of Fortune magazine and asking people where the worst place in the world was in terms of repressive regimes. And they all agreed Myanmar was was it. Wow. Wow. Soldier of Fortune magazine. So that's a magazine for mercenaries? Yeah. It's funny, right? Because I feel like I've heard that name before. Yeah. But I've never but, really thought about it. But yeah. yeah, what is that? Are you Googling it? Yeah, I certainly am because that's fascinating. Um. So, uh, you know, further to that, Stallone is, he kind of has this idea that, you know, the world works in cycles and and he liked the idea of honing in on Burma because no one really knew about it. So he thought it's a good chance to get some exposure to that and show that this shit is still going on in the world, which is interesting. And from, you know, he also had this mindset that 20 years later, what's happened to Rambo? He's jaded, he's kind of accepted that he can't really make a difference. Um, I noticed on the press tour he kept saying this phrase, peace is an accident, uh, you know, war is natural, peace is an accident. And uh, that's very much is supposed to represent where Rambo's mm. at at this point in his journey, kind of living in purgatory, off the grid, completely shut down. Off the grid, on the roids. On the roids. That was that year, right, in Australia when he got so. busted? So. Yeah. By HGH. <clears throat> um but what happens when he sees a spark, Greg? A little spark of optimism. And that, so, so jaded Rambo in Burma, spark of optimism. Mm. Done. Pish, bash, bosh, you got yourself. Rambo 2008. Woman has a D&M with him. Yeah, she gets real serious. Dexter's girlfriend, I believe. Did you ever oh. watch Dexter? Not in great detail. I, I know the show. It's good for a couple of seasons. Next. Um, so Rambo comes out in 2008, directed by Stallone as well. Some say it's almost like it was directed by Rambo. 
do that. That's the line. Threw a stool on your plane. <laughs> oh, does he? Yeah, nice. Yeah. And the rest is history. Critics agreed with 37% Rotten Tomatoes score. Uh, almost immediately after that film, Stallone said he was uh, already halfway through writing Rambo 3 and he was gearing up for something quite different. Rambo 3? Sorry, Rambo 5. <laughs> it's my dyslexia talking. <laughs> um. So this this one's interesting. I saw a few interviews, and he's basically it's it's similar to what John Hyams was saying with regard to um, Day of Reckoning. He said, "Well, a he doesn't like the term action movie. He says no Rambo movies aren't action movies. Well, maybe the second one, uh, but the fourth one is a drama, and, and so is this. All these other movies out there, you know, they used to be dark and gritty in the seventies, and now everyone's in bright colours, flying around town, and he wanted to." <laughs> I'm paraphrasing here. Um, I wish you weren't. Flying around town there. <laughs> he wanted to make something a little heavier, a little, you know, a, a well-done steak with ketchup, not so much. <laughs> you know, like a real dad steak from, you know, like, I feel like growing up, steak was not very good. It would be real crispy. And dry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he wanted Thin, to go back to that. <laughs> Great. Doesn't want these wagyu burgers or anything like that. Yeah. He wanted, you know, fucking got to use your teeth, mate. You got to crunch this shit. <laughs> anyway, so so he wanted to make something darker and grittier. And interestingly, there was some, I guess, pre pre scripties. Um, at one point, it was going to be titled Rambo Five: The Savage Hunt. Which would have been loosely based on a novel called Hunter by Byron Huggins, which I have not read, but I looked up and it's science fiction. <laughs> the plot synopsis of the book is it's a job that Hunter can't turn down, but he soon discovers that his prey is terror incarnate, a half human abomination mm. created by a renegade agency through a series of outlawed genetic, oh, yeah. exper- genetic experiments. It has man's cunning a predator's savageness and a prehistoric power that has transcended the ages. So mm. straight up sci-fi, like this is not grounded in the aftermath of Vietnam or, you know, the, the horror that's happening in Burma. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, and the plot was basically based off that but reconceptualized to focus on Rambo leading an elite special forces kill team to hunt and kill a genetically engineered creature. Mm. Just one? Creature? Just just one. So I guess it's very much predator. Well, I guess, yeah, you can say if there can be multiple. You can have a sequel where there's multiple. Yeah, predators. One one is, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rambo, Rambo 6, Predator 2. <laughs> okay, so he's, he's honed in. He doesn't build too much on that. It's a similar story arc. Yeah, yeah. So for, for I guess, reasons that we can assume that got ditched, and by 2009, the plot had changed to rescuing a girl from Mexico, mm. um, which, as Very we referenced earlier, he had, you know, that idea was floated around years earlier, which he had dismissed as not a very Rambo type of story. Um, then there was another one floating around called Rambo The Last Stand, where he fights off an army of meth dealers in the US. That became the film Homefront, which came out in 2013 with Statham, a film written by Stallone. 
a film I've seen which I quite enjoyed. Not a bad like Sunday afternoon movie, you know. Yeah. You can kind of half pay attention. The clip looked um, good. Uh, you sent me the trailer during the week. I was like, I'll watch that. looks like good, yeah. good you know, like good level of action and yeah. kung fu chopping and violence, like just good level. And we, we can talk about it more but I feel like that would have been a good Rambo movie because he's mm-hmm. moved to a small town with his you know, single dad with a daughter and just gets mixed up in the wrong crowd, like a very much mirroring of First Blood in a lot of mm. ways. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I guess you can watch it with that in mind. The movie exists. Why not? Anyway, by <laughs> 2010, he's, he's this is all still very close to when um, uh, Rambo 2008 came out. So by 2010 he says actually the character's done. Rambo's over. Then three years later, it's back on. <laughs> this this mm. happens on and off, on and off, on and off. Flip he was going to be directing. He says it's. He says he's going to direct it, and it's going to be like No Country for Old Men. Then it's kind of off again. <laughs> then in 2015. <laughs> then in 2015, he brought in David Morrill again, the the original author of First Blood. Um, and they kind of pivoted a little bit, inspired by the success of Creed. They wanted a more soulful journey. Um, he said, more... "Don't don't ask me. I tried to kill you in the first book. <laughs> if I had it my way, but he's a really interesting dude because exactly, but he's kind of stayed with the franchise because he wrote the novelizations mm. of Rambo two and three, and I think, in a way, sort of setting a challenge for himself of can I make this work as a sequel to the books I wrote? So mm. interesting." Interesting. You know, you got to cash in on your work and whichever way, shape or form that comes in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Get that bread. And and so they were going for something a little more, you know, an emotional, powerful story and they pitched it to the producers and they said, no, you're going to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Very dangerous. So you got to yeah. go there. Yeah. So um, apparently there's early drafts of this version that float around the internet that are Apparently it's a lot better than the final product, but anyway, we'll, we'll get into the final product shortly because we're basically at the end of at the end of the origin story. Mm. Um, because they get a director, Adrian Grunberg. He did get the Gringo and not much else so far, it mm-hmm. seems. And mm-hmm. bitch bash bosh, you got yourself a movie, rap party south of the border. Mm. Let's play the trailer. I've lived in a world of death. Watch people I've loved die. Some fast with a bullet. Some not enough left to bury. Yeah, I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. All these years I've kept my secrets. But the time has come to face my past. And if it comes looking for me, they will welcome death. I want revenge.
Good trailer. Hmm. Great trailer. I don't know how what your plan of attack is on plot synopsis here, Greg. You're going to do a double feature. I'm going to give a double feature. Um, look, right. I've got a little bit. It's a little bit longer for Last Blood. As we, you know, that's where we're focusing. But I'll I'll glaze over the premise of 2008. Mm. Um, so after a long hiatus, the Apple Man is back, Rambo. Uh, he's living <laughs> in Thailand as a snake catcher, of course. Uh, he's got that quiet life. Yeah. And he's approached by some aid workers who want to get a lift from him upriver into Burma to rescue the Karens. People say you know the river better than anyone. They lie. So what I'm asking is that we compensate you for a few hours of your time that will help change people's lives. Now, who are the Karens, you ask? Well, I can't tell you that. Um, <laughs> I assume they're like natives to some part of Myanmar. Burma. Yeah. Whichever your preferred, you know, name is. Mm. Uh, the Karens are being persecuted, Tristan, much like society at large. Um, he says no. Burma's a war zone. You know, he tells him to go home, doesn't he? You know, you guys don't know what you're doing, it's violence, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I changed anything. And then there's a girl there, she has a DNM with him, which is a recurring theme, as it turns out. Believe me, I'm scared. And I love my life. And I don't want to lose it. But trying to save a life isn't wasting your life, is it? She convinces him to do it. He's a sucker for the ladies, old Rambo. He really is. Um, anyway, so they're not far into their journey and a couple of Burmese pirates pull them over with a big gun. Keep your heads down and nobody look them in the eye or they'll kill you. Uh, and they're saying, yeah, we'll take the girl. Mm. It's getting very tense, so Rambo does what he does and kills them. Kills about four of them. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Unsurprisingly, a few of the aid workers were against that action. Yeah. You know, murder. Yeah. Um, like, whatever. <laughs> whatever, says Rambo. <laughs> um, so he takes them to their drop-off point. Um, shortly after, they're kidnapped by the local authorities who are wreaking havoc. Yeah, he goes back to his snake catching and then some guys asked him to come and help the mercenaries get them out, but he probably thought, I better go get that chick, she's a baby babe. <laughs> um, so he goes back and kills another 250 people and then he heads home to Bowie, Arizona, uh, which is where we pick up 11 years later at uh, his childhood property, perhaps. I don't know if it's mm. his childhood property, but um, it was quite nice. Apparently it is. Yeah, yeah okay, cool. And he's got that quiet life again. Less snakes here too, I would imagine. Um, <laughs> he's into horses now, Tristan. So, you know, he's cruising around the, the, the highlands, saving a few people. A few people dying around him, of course. Uh, yeah. A girl, you know. If, yeah. you're, if you're a lady, you've got to be careful with your time with Rambo. You might just die. Yeah. <laughs> he's got an adopted family. Um, he seems to be content breaking in horses on this ranch. Now, he's living there with presumably a Mexican nana and her granddaughter. He mm. seems, Rambo seems to have been in their life a little while. I don't, we don't know how or why. Um, I assume he didn't meet them in Thailand or Burma. Do you want to go ride? Yeah, go put your boots on. Okay. Look, um, it's tranquil, but it doesn't last long because his quasi-adopted daughter, she's in strife, Tristan. 
she wants to go and speak to her biological dad in Mexico. I need to go to Mexico. Why would you want to do that? Because I found my father. She says, she, I've got to do it. He's like, don't do it. Paints this picture like this guy's the devil and he lives in hell. And People don't just act bad for no reason. There's, There's no reason for a man to throw his family away. He's lucky he has one. Why are you getting so mad? Because you don't know how bad it is. I know how black a man's heart can be. It's just, you know, it's just madness that she would want to do this. Why would anyone want to go to Mexico? Why would you like to oh, oh, oh. <laughs> south of the border? <laughs> We've got a wall for that now. Uh, so anyway, she cruises down there and uh, my takeout was he was just a prick. He wasn't the devil. He just mm. was just a tool that didn't want to man up and raise his daughter. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, he goes, she goes down, sees the dad. Dad just basically says, go away. So she's all sad and then she's got her little chola buddy down there with the, with the bandana <laughs> and you know, the plaid and you know, the poop earrings, the whole look, the whole look. Um, yeah. They go out to the club and then we learn that she hasn't returned home. John! John! What's the matter? She never went to Antonio's. She went to Mexico. What? She said, Carl, Gabriela went to say her father. I never came back. And her friend says, oh, yeah, she's gone missing. Uh-oh. So Rambo gets wind of this. <laughs> and he's straight down there. And things start to get a little bit loco. Uh, <laughs> south of the border, man, it's no place for a young girl or for anyone, it seems. It's, you know, you just guaranteed violence and human trafficking and stabbies. Guaranteed. And... Things just escalate um, and we go, uh, you know, we go on a, a tale of revenge um, after she is taken. Uh, and it is a tale of familia, a tale of duty, a tale of stabism and bloodyism. Stabism. <laughs> you know, I don't know how much we're going to give away. I suppose we're going to give some spoilers in this movie. Yeah, I think we can. There's going to be spoilers abound, so if you haven't seen it and you don't want to know what happens, you don't want to hear that, you know, the girl dies, um, then yeah. press pause, because she dies. That's that's that, that's the two movies, Tristan. Well, well surmised. Um, you really did make that feel like one continuous saga, so well done. Oh, thank that you. Was nice. Yeah, it's nice. You had a whole Rambo weekend, didn't you, a few weeks back? How was How was the viewing experience, like transitioning from the 80s Rambos in, into these two? Um, like a jolt of uh, yeah. a hot knife into your eye. Yeah. It's pretty fucking brutal, <laughs> the both of them. They're so it's violent. I mean, yeah. particularly Last Blood. Wow. Yeah. And I watched that one first because we were doing it last week mm. and I only watched the 2008 one this week. And so I guess I was not expecting it to be as brutal, but it's almost... Worst in some way, when I say worse, I just mean more brutal, mm. not as a movie. But because um, it, it feels like it's so grounded, like it's quite realistic, or at least, you know, the opening, it's showing footage from war and stuff. Like this is real. Mm. And so, and you see kids getting shot and all kinds of shit. I was like, yeah. fucking hell. It was, it was heavy. <laughs> yeah. And I know like Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning, that was fucking brutal, but at least that was like 
highly stylized, you know, cyborgs, sci-fi. So you can mm. kind of like detach yourself from it a little bit. But this, to, to the point of the origin story, like he's positioning this as like educating the world on what's going on, which I guess it's just fucking brutal. <laughs> it's hard to sit back and enjoy mindless violence um, when it's not so mindless. I don't know. It, yeah. Yeah. It's a hard one to pin down. I I just don't yeah. really enjoy it. Um, net net. Yeah, it's it's not quite my jam. That level of brutality. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting how much it's changed, isn't it? Like you look at yeah Rambo two and that bit where he when they're on the on the on the boat and he stabs the guy on the roof. Yeah, and the blood drips down his hand. On his knife, and that's kind of like the the bloody bit. And like, yeah, Stranger Things is heaps bloodier than that. Yeah, we've definitely the culture's definitely changed a lot with regard to gruesomeness. Because yeah, Stranger Things is that like PG or something? Like it's pretty. I think so, listen to us and like a couple of prudes. I guess it's um, and I guess Stranger Things too. At least there's this supernatural. Like it feels. It's not very realistic or whatever, but there's something about this movie being so at least striving to be grounded in reality that it just fucking oof, stings. Mm. Actually, I've got a clip of him talking about the violence. This I is tough, to, be very, tough I to, to watch. It, it should be tough to watch. If you don't turn away a couple of times during the film, I've really failed. In Miramar or Burma, which is the real name, uh, it's the longest civil running war in the world, 60 years against these peasants, and it's horrifying. And it isn't just a civil war. This is torture, beheadings, cannibalism, buried alive children. It is the most horrific situation on the planet. If you remember a couple of months ago, those monks sort of disappeared because they were burned alive. So you didn't alive. want this to be mindless entertainment. No. You wanted people to stop and do a little thinking. That, exactly right. In the beginning of the movie, we actually showed the footage. So I thought, let me be a little responsible as opposed to doing a caper. Let's do something that actually has happened. It's interesting, though, because, like, I get what he's saying. I think part of the challenge is this, the whole franchise, man, it's like whiplash. Is it is it senseless violence or is it heavy hitting stuff? Like the, the first one was pretty heavy, but also no one got killed. Mm. And then the second and third ones were essentially just mindless violence, which you get used to. And then this one, I don't know, fuck, it's hard. Yeah. I appreciate what he's saying, you know, I respect that. Mm. But um. Just, yeah, it's hard. I mean, yeah. There's elements of it I liked for sure, but um, I did struggle with the the brutality of it. Yeah, that whole, that last scene, you know, the when they all come to the house to get him and he's got the yeah. home alone on steroids, he's got the booby traps going. Are you, do you mean um the last blood? Last blood, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like um, I, I assume we're talking fluidly through these. To. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and then similar to, I think similar with the 2008 one, like once it's on, you know, I, I, once it gets into the Rambo-ness of it all, I, you know, it's it's easier to get on board. Like the bomb, when he does the, the Claymore under that other bomb, like it's fucking mm. mad. <laughs> and it felt more like a Rambo movie, didn't it? Than, than Last Blood. Yeah. yeah. Like foreign land. Yeah. <laughs> foreign soldiers. 
<laughs> bit of a POW vibe. It's um, yeah. you know, it's still Rambo kind of heartland in many ways. Yeah, it does. It doesn't feel too aside. I guess net net aside from the violence, the the the, the brutality of it, which to your point was probably just sticking with the times. Mm. It still was basically a random Rambo movie. Like he had long hair, he had the bandana, yada yeah. yada yada. He's saving someone in a village. It all kind of makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But Last Blood, fuck. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. It's like a, I think you said it to me during the week when we were watching it. You're like, this just feels like a different character. Yeah. Like the vulnerability's kind of gone. Yeah. And I guess maybe they were trying to say, you know, now that he's back on the farm, he's healing or whatever, but I don't know, man. Like the whole first half of that movie I was like, what? Well, I don't know what to make of this. And not to say I, I was hating it or anything, but I guess just through the lens of being a Rambo movie, I was like, well, but what is this? Like it mm. it just felt like he's playing Stallone at this point. Yeah. <laughs> and not, not that it's just the styling of his hair, but, you know, I, old man Rambo in my mind should have long hair and maybe a beard. Think about Ooh, it. Ooh, beard. I, I could see him with a beard, right? <laughs> um, see a beard for sure. Yeah. He just yeah. didn't seem like the same character at all. Yeah. Um, and compare that to like Sarah Connor in Dark Fate. That was exactly how you would expect Sarah Connor to show up mm, 30 years later, right? Good point. Whereas this was not that. That's very astute on your part. Yeah. That's very astute on your part. Yeah, thank you. And there was interesting shit in it, like the tunnels. Because uh, apparently that's like a reference to Viet Cong stuff. Like they did tunnels. And so I guess there's some PTSD still going on there. But I feel like they could have done more with that, that like, hey, what the fuck, this guy's making tunnels for no reason, like he's processing trauma. Like give us more of that. Like it's weird that he did that. <laughs> but they kind of just gloss <laughs> over it. Yeah. And did she need to die? I don't know that she did. That hit pretty hard though. Yeah. You didn't do it. We're going to be home soon. I'll take care of you. You got so much life left. You got so many things you gotta do. So many things. When I came home a long time ago, you were so young. Never you were so young. I was lost. I was lost with you. And then I met you. And I saw something. I didn't think I'd ever see any more good in this world. Some innocence. And I had a family that I never thought I'd ever have. And raising you, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. And I thank you for that. Thank you. You're like this. Gabriel? Gabriel? Not that it's good that she died, but it wasn't, it wasn't, I guess, uh, the cliche. Well, actually, it kind of was because Co dies in Rambo 2. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, it, it was heavy because it was basically from that point on just pure revenge, right? Yeah. And 
And again, which I get, like this from a character point of view, he's kind of lost his mind. But they didn't really present it that way. They presented it more like, yeah, look at him get revenge. How sweet. Yeah. And it was very, it was like he's like, okay, we've got Taken, but let's just dial it up a little bit more and she actually dies. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too, right? So this is in in terms of thinking about how these the franchise has evolved, it's pretty interesting because First Blood was very much very much a product of the 70s, that dark and gritty anti-hero type of deal. And then Rambo First Blood Part 2, like we talked about, started a wave that we affectionately call Lap Pack um, and we're forever thankful for that. And then, you know, Rambo 3, I guess, is the evolution of that and all the excess that was then to follow in the 90s in that in that world of, of action mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. And then 2008, I was thinking... You know, Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull came out that year too. Like maybe that was the dawn of the Lego sequel. Mm. And then Last Blood, exactly, taken a little twist of John Wick Lemon in there. Mm. But even like a little bit of Halloween in there too, I would say. And Home Alone, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, um, just on that, I think there was definitely some borrowing of other films. <laughs> I think even... Sylvester himself got a little bit confused. I think it's a fantastic film. I think it hits the violence. Yes, it's there. It is, it's hard and it's real. I didn't want to candy coat it. But the fact that you will be able to relate, everyone who has a family knows that the worst fear in the world is when that family is taken. <laughs> <laughs> How good is it when he like realizes that he said that, and then he goes, "Oh, jeopardized." <laughs> you know, Rambo, he's got a very particular set of skills. <laughs> <laughs> you can fully hear him saying that because it, yeah, it's true, it's true. Do you reckon he saw Taken and was like, "Fuck, that should have been a Rambo." Hundred percent. I reckon that's exactly what happened because you know how it was on off, on off, on off. I reckon that came out and that sealed the deal. Like, what the fuck? How can how come Liam Neeson's come out and make this when Rambo's sitting there on the shelf? Like, let's mm. fucking break him out of retirement. Yeah, yeah, fully, man. I do want to make a disclaimer though. I feel like we've we sound very negative. I don't know about you. I did still enjoy watching it. I think the part I just keep struggling with, and I guess the part that I keep debating out loud, is just the Ramboness of it all. Um, like if if this was a just a completely different movie, not attached to anything Rambo, Last Blood that is, I think I might enjoy it more. Mm. But then you know what would happen though if that hap- if that existed, I would one hundred percent say they should have made that a Rambo movie. <laughs> that would have been <laughs> <Yeah>. my repitch. <laughs> yeah. So I know I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I know what you mean. It's I think like stylistically it looks good. I thought. Yeah. It's a good-looking film. Yeah, and there's something interesting about um, – so I had here it's like Rambo times Taken times Home Alone times Halloween. Mm. And the Halloween thing, even just tonally, it kind of – like the the whole third act, it's like a reversey of Halloween and he, it's like a slasher movie mm. and we're rooting for the – and we're rooting for the, the bad – or not the bad guy, but the guy with the knife. And, and it's – um, And the overalls. And I – I know he's not a huge guy, right? Like height wise, but he feels big, like a Michael Myers in this. Yeah, and he's relentless I, and yeah, it's, that's 
it's horrifying. Can, he, can you just on that, can you quickly go to three minutes of the other clip? Just, I just, this yes. is what I'd like to say in response to that <laughs> observation. But yeah. what's interesting too is like this is a Rambo that's more proactive than we've seen him before, and I wonder if this was a conscious decision by you because normally he has to be talked into. You know, it's very astute you bring that up. There you go. <laughs> People always. <think> it's <laughs> I just spat out my beer, <laughs> man. You know it's so funny. I, I knew he said it, and I didn't obviously. But I was like, he's. <laughs> He said, you know what I got to say in response to that? And I was like, Stallone better be saying something about astuteness. <laughs> and he did. You're welcome. It's very astute on your part. <laughs> that's so good. Uh. Um, yeah, but I think that's it's it's an interesting thing. Like if, if because it's being so many things, I mean Home Alone, that's more tongue-in-cheek, but, you know, it kind of is. But the Taken thing, like if the whole concept of this movie was what if we made a slasher film and you're rooting for the psychopath with a knife. Mm. <laughs> Not to, I shouldn't call him a psychopath, but, you know, he's got some challenges. Um, it's interesting. And you, you kind of, like the whole, all the killings are just crazy things that you would see in a Halloween movie. Yeah. Uh, machete action, and I know that's a Jason thing, but, you know, just things, limbs getting just right, cut off and or it, Yeah, crazy I, just to your point a moment ago, even if there was a voice of reason to throughout like if if the if the grandma was like john you don't need to be killing them this way or yeah. you know, like walk away like some sort of counter to john just killing everyone and you just going yeah that's pretty gross but good on you yeah because because it is purely revenge right i guess that's mm. the difference with this one and the other ones he's not saving any pow's uh he's not trying to get out like he's out mm. he's purely set up revenge she's dead she's not coming back and he wants them all to die horrible deaths. Mm. Cut their heart out. Yeah, man. <laughs> Fucking hell. This is what it feels like. It's heavy. But I don't know. Fuck, the more I think about it, I think I might have liked, uh, I don't know. I think I guess as a Rambo movie, maybe I liked um, 2008 more. But upon reflection, I, maybe I liked this movie more. It's something different. i tell you what I was really good in it, the support cast. Mm-hmm. They were really good. Like the, gram- the, you know, the grandma, yeah. the, the brothers, like the... The whole they they sourced their Latin talent really well. It was very yeah. authentic, I thought. Yeah, yeah, I thought they were all really good. Like that, that sort of made it um, felt. I don't know, sort of legitimized it a bit. It was, it was a. I enjoyed yeah. that. It was all cast. Apparently, it was the trend at the time too. Like in um, Terminator: Dark Fate, like when this started, oh, yeah. of course, I was worried that he was going to be a drape salesman or something. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> You need butterflies, polka dots, balloons. <laughs> How am I going to explain this to Alicia? <laughs> <laughs> Which is a good segue into another point I had uh, that I completely forgot about. 
that I wrote down last week, which is out of the three new movies we've done, not including um, late late edition, um, the 2008 Rambo film, but Dark Fate and Day of Reckoning all ask this question, um, all three kind of legacy calls to 90s massive franchises, what happens when a killing machine has completed his mission? Mm. And they all have kind of different answers. So Dark mm. Fate says they become human and they start a drapery business. Day of Reckoning says they start an insane murder cult of some sort. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then this film says, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. the, the trauma is still there and it's, it, you know, it can be triggered at any moment, mm. which is interesting. It's uh, We didn't plan it this way, but they all kind of asked that same question. Well. Um it's very astute of you, says Slayer. Oh, we're, we're studying our tits off over here today. Mm. <laughs> um, David Morrill hated Last Blood, by the way, the original author. Yeah. He said, uh, the film's a mess. Embarrassed to have my name associated with it. Mm. Associated with it. The character's been changed. Yeah, well, this is exactly what we're saying. The character's been changed so that instead of hating what he learned about violence, Rambo gleefully wallows in it. Yeah, and like I get the, you could say, yeah, well, it's because his daughter got killed. You're like, yeah, I get it, but you've set it up, you've set him up to be like that, you know? Yeah. You wrote the movie. The movie's it's been a character. Written. And you, yeah, it doesn't, it feels out of character or at least shows some struggle with it or like mm, some internal. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like you needed to, yeah. Yeah, like a voice of reason or like some sort of counter. And the film celebrates it rather than it doesn't. It doesn't present it as as the grey area that it is. It presents it as, yeah, of course he's going to go kill him now. <laughs> mm. uh, which again, if, if it's that kind of movie and it's more senseless violence, fine. But then it's so hard because this franchise keeps dipping back and forth between senseless violence and, you know, a deep message and rich character. So it's hard to, mm. yeah, it's hard. It's hard. I don't like CGI blood. yeah. I'm with you. It's just the squirty, like it's just, it's just. My favourite blood is the Verhoeven blood. Ooh, yeah. You need skulls to crack open like eggs. <laughs> and just, Gosh, it's blood. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. The CGI violence just doesn't really do it for me. It just I feel like I'm watching a bad version of Sin City or something. Yeah, like Mortal Kombat, yeah. like the game Mortal Kombat. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. yeah. But that some of the stuff in Last Blood was pretty, it still was impactful. Yes. Like the rib, popping out the rib. Oof. Yeah. Oof. And then pulling the heart out. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. I don't know. I see what they're going for. <laughs> um, yeah. Is Rambo's really as Mr. Steal Your Girl, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, man. It's what, it's what the lats get you. You know, I feel like as soon as there's a girl lays eyes on John Rambo, they're just like, it's on. Even if it's not, they want it to be. You know, it's because girls love love a fixer-upper. I can mm. save him, you mm. know. It's a classic scenario. There's obviously some primal <laughs> attraction to his, um, you know, <laughs> safety and. Uh, his latissimus dorsi. Mm. But like in, in number eight, sorry, 2008, you know, that girl, <laughs> like it's just like she looks like ding. Yeah, when she's running around the camp trying to find I guess the other guy, I thought she was saying Rambo, but she was saying Michael. Mm. Um, and I was like, why are you so attached to this guy? I mean, I get he saved you and that's awesome. Mm. But And then I thought so they were calling bad. him Batman, but they were calling him Boatman. 
Batman. That's a cool nickname. Where'd you come from, Batman? <laughs> Gotham City. Mr. Moose Town Imagine if Stallone was Batman. It'll be the most obvious one ever. Because, you know, the mouth is exposed and that's his biggest tell. <laughs> the, the, the mouth and the eyes are exposed. Stallone, and is that you? What do you mean? This is a Batman. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, what about the closing credits? The, like this film goes for an hour and a half and 15 oh, minutes yeah, of, it, the of the closing credits, which is a montage of every Va- Rambo movie, including this one. It montages the own <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> film. I thought that, I thought that was credits. so funny. Why are you doing I, that? So I'm not going to lie. I was affected by that a little bit, maybe because the journey we've been, been on in the last few weeks. Uh, but I first I was wondering, oh, maybe they'll skip some because you know how that's the trend of the t- now too, like Dark Fate. You don't acknowledge yeah. all the sequels. Yeah. You kind of make up your own canon. But it went through all of them and then, <laughs> then it recaps the movie you just watched. Yeah. Yeah. It's like talk about the the short attention generation, like it, it just yeah. reminding you what you just watched. And I thought he was dying, but he didn't seem to die, right? No, he was just chilling. He was ready for Rambo's very last blood. Yeah. And so I thought, I thought, um, oh, okay, he's dying and this is, you know, him. It's, you know, hitting the highlights. Mm. Um, yeah, nothing happened to him between movies. Um, but, you know, I thought this was their way of telling us he's dying and he's reflecting mm. and yada, yada, what a journey. And, you know, I got caught up in that for a bit, but then he rides off on a horse. <laughs> he's perfectly fine. And He should uh, have died. He should have died in Creed as well, the first Creed. Oh, he, but he wants, to, he wants to make another Rocky movie, he said. Yeah. Well, he should have died in the first, <laughs> in first blood too. Oh, that's the thing I was going to say. In, in uh, 2008 Rambo, he has the flashback with Troutman and stuff and they. I'm, I'm 99% sure, I remembered and watched it again, I'm 99% sure they used the deleted scene where he does die in First Blood, where oh. he's holding the gun, he's oh. holding Troutman's gun and shoots himself in the chest. It's like for half a second it's on screen. So that, that was interesting. Obviously he didn't die because he's in that movie that you're watching, but I don't know, I guess it's how you... It's it was meant to be what he's thinking about, so I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Hey, I tell you what, we've got to give props to mm. Sly being like this movie was nearly it's pretty much my lifetime between these two films. Yeah, eighty two for First Blood and two thousand nineteen. Yeah, it's it's just shy of forty years. Yeah, and he's still out there like shredded. Stabbies yeah. and jumping around. Like, you've got to props to Sly, man. Big time. He's stayed so fit. I imagine making a movie itself without, that's not even an action movie or, you know, it requires too much physicality would be exhausting, I would imagine. Yeah. How old is he now? It's got to be close to 70. Is he 70? Yeah, I would have thought so. 76. Okay. So, yeah, he's in his 70s in Last Blood. Respect. Mm. But in saying that, I feel like that is inconsistent with the character of Rambo. Like he's got a face that has obviously had a bit of work done. He's got great teeth. Whatever. Great big white teeth. He's got teeth. great teeth. Like Rambo, at least grow a beard to cover some of that. Like, well, like schmear some again, dirt I know on I'm those talking teeth. About pretty super, yeah. I know it sounds superficial, but this is how you characterise people on the screen, you know. Give them a little bit of a belly. Yeah, totally, man. We've talked about this with the <clears throat> with the teeth, haven't we? Like, especially when yeah. the people are like covered in dirt and things. Um, yeah. 
Like Game of Thrones. How do they all have like, why teeth? You got, they're so white. <laughs> anyway. We've been to the 80s. We saw what the teeth were like. We see it every week. Mm. Get so back many to Top Gun. we do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, huh? The other thing I was thinking was because this movie was so, because Last Blood, you know, did feel quite out of character in so many ways. What if, what if, Greg, they made it a legacy sequel to Cobra instead? Ooh. The disease. And I'm the cure. Because that's even got a similar structure because they go off to a farm somewhere in that too, don't Do they? they? Oh, they yeah. Vaguely. Does he still With, have um, his bill his yeah, exactly. He's still got his number plate that says awesome. Because <laughs> <laughs> he wanted Cobra to be the third franchise. He's talked about that. Mm. It was Rocky, Rambo, and Cobra was supposed to be, you know, the other big one. It really makes you think. <laughs> oh, actually, you know, I said um, David Morrill hated Last Blood. He quite liked Rambo 2008. Mm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think he was more involved in it too. So he said, so he overall liked it. The only issue he had was with the villains. He said there were very, there were some very stupid villains, but he recognized that he probably didn't want, Stallone probably didn't want to humanize them too much. He didn't want you to be too sympathetic to these monsters. Mm. Uh, But at the same time, he said, he probably could have done a better job in setting the actual context of what was going on there and why they're so bad versus Mm. just evil man. Shoots people, um, which is, yeah, good point. Yeah, stood enough. Fairly astute on his part, yeah. yeah. Oh, I've got one more thing. Wang Wang Kin, who played the main bad guy, mm-hmm. he was a former Karen Freedom Fighter. Oh, wow. Yeah, and he accepted the role, feeling that you know, bringing awareness to the revolution was important. Interesting. Interesting, yeah. Hey, one yeah. thing that... um. Just speaking of the bad guys, um, one thing that Stallone called out a couple of times in interviews for this uh, this release, The Last Blood, was, well, I need the bad guy and it's pretty hard to find good bad guys these days. Huh. So he was like, Mr. T, Dolph, uh, Carl Weathers, he's like, they're one in a trillion. He's like having those kind of levels of bad guys. Is like it's so. That's interesting. It's so hard to come across. It's probably because they don't want to be bad guys. You know, it's the Will Smith and the rockification of mm. stars. They're like just turn very, down bad guy roles. Yeah, or, or what if I was an anti-hero? Yeah, mm. Mm. I'll be a bad uh, guy, Sly. Yeah, you'd be a good bad guy. Thanks. <laughs> we could we could be a team. We could be no. Fuck, that's a good point though. They were classic bad guys, like. Rutger Hauer or that guy that looks like Rutger Hauer from, <laughs> from, from Rambo 2. <laughs> yeah. The, you know, he was in Beverly Hills, Hills Cop. Guy. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's so many of those guys. And um, <laughs> the guy that's in Better Call Saul that was in Beverly Hills Cop 3 or Beverly Hills Cop 1. You know, there was there were mm. that guys for bad guys. Or, or um, Brian Thompson, was that his name? The guy with the knives from Cobra. Yeah, there, there were these guys. Yeah, it's a good point. He's Lance actually Hamilton. astute on that one. I'll give him that. Mm, yeah, yeah it's something you haven't really thought about. Yeah, yeah, that's not bad. On that note, maybe we should get into the verdict. Yeah, I don't know what to say, really. 
I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. I am the law. I'd like an answer to question, Judge. I want to have them answered immediately. You can't handle the truth. What are you waiting for, huh? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. Nothing further. Your Honor. And that's all I have to say about that. My overall thought on this one, I guess first and foremost for First Blood, since that was what we initially were talking about, I'd say it's definitely worth watching. I probably won't watch it again in a hurry. John Rambo. Like I didn't watch it this week again. Uh, no, uh, two thousand. Uh, sorry, uh, Last Blood. Because, you know, I theoretically could have watched it again this week in preparation mm. for re-recording, but I, I, I was not drawn to do so. Mm. <laughs> the first half maybe where it's a bit less. I, I did, you know, I did consider that. Mm. I was like maybe it will be worth watching that again, especially knowing how it ends now, just watching it again and knowing the full picture. But, um. But I was also thinking, you know, this, this trilogy is a bit all over the place. I mean, not trilogy. This franchise is a bit all over the place. But if you were to just make it a trilogy, maybe maybe an interesting way to look at this franchise is just to watch 1, 2 and Rambo 2008. Yeah, good. Maybe. It, it feels more consistent. I'd like buy it that feels for like a dollar. A, yeah, I'd buy that for a dollar. And because he ends up on the farm at the very end. Because he stays in Thailand as well. In two, he is in that part of the world. Ah, and in true two thousand eight, he's still yeah. there. Because I, I did watch some of Rambo three, and I found the opening so fucked up, man. He's finally found peace. He's finally found peace. He's like making wheels and stuff. <laughs> uh, nothing. <laughs> he's make, he's, nothing more peaceful than things. being a wheelmaker. With like monks and stuff, he's making things. Yeah. And um, Troutman comes and he's like, get, get, "What are you talking about? Get back out there! You're a killing machine." Did you, John, <laughs> it's I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's fucked up. Anyway, what, what say you, Greg? Um, How do you feel about yeah. these two pictures? Uh, 2008 was closer to Rambo territory. Um, mm. Probably a bit heavy on the kill count, 250-odd people. Granted, there were some bombs in there, but it's a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and Last Blood, I didn't despise it, but it just felt very disjointed and it's too violent for my personal taste. Yeah, I'm pretty much in the same boat. There's parts of – there's elements of both that I quite like, but uh, in terms of just personal taste, they're probably a bit too hardcore for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that Maybe sweet we're 90s violence. Yeah. Yeah, agree, agree, man. Um, did Simpsons do it? I mean, not specifically these ones. Well, we'd never know. Yeah, we, we don't watch The Simpsons past season twelve. Google's porn parody Rambo. Uh, Rambo. Porn parodies. Let's see what we got here. Oh yeah, that's what we talked about that, didn't we? There's Rambo. There's one called Porno Rambo. Zero points for creativity there. There's one called Yambo, or a yeah. series called Jambo. Yambo. The arts. Bechdel mm. test. No, this is. Pretty much the opposite of that. Probably, FX maybe test. though, because the two girls have a chat when she arrives in Mexico. Oh, uh, yeah. Actually, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Last blood passes the Bechdel test fully. <laughs> Kept figure. Yeah. Actually, can we talk about that too? Because the one thing I forgot to mention, it feels like, I mean, that movie was 98 minutes when, or seven, 88 minutes when I saw it. Um, mm. I think you might have seen the long, slightly longer version. Mm. But it felt like the dad was going to be more significant. Yeah. 
Like I kind of felt like, okay, he's he looks like he's a terrible person, but maybe it's like a Harry and the Henderson scenario where it's like, just get out of here, go. I'm a, you don't need, you know, he's doing what's right for her mm. and maybe he would team up with Rambo or something, but that never happens. He is just he's, yeah. a dirtbag. He's just, yeah. Yeah. Like he kind of didn't even need that no. in the movie. Yeah, it was weird. She could have just gone there to find him and never found him. Anyway, beside the point, explosions, plenty of them. Tick, tick, tick. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I did come up with a recasty for Rambo. Oh, yeah? Because I think last time we talked about Rambo, I was thinking I would actually, you know, out of all the things yeah. we cover, I would actually be pretty open to a, a reboot because I, I kind of, I love, we love lap pack movies and why can't we have like a James Bond type scenario for a lap pack franchise? Mm. Why can't we just have different actors coming in and playing an awesome guy that goes out and rescues people? <laughs> and um, I, know I was talking to you about that show, um, uh, The Bear. Yeah. It's got that guy who's also in the US version of Shameless, okay. Jeremy Allen White. He's the guy. And I thought he could be good because he, he can be dark but he's, he can also be like fit man running around doing things and he's also not conventionally handsome and I think that's the killer mm. point. Okay. Because, you know, he can't be a Ken doll out there, you know. He's got to no. be like, he's got to have sad eyes. Mm. He's got sad eyes. eyes. Yeah, there you go. MVP, I guess I'll give it to Stallone just for sticking with it, being jacked. <laughs> <laughs> Pumping that iron. <laughs> oh, man, we've got more Stallone next week. This has become a Stallone cast. We got expendables next week. Yeah, with his little with his little mustache and his beret. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, I'm really I might watch it right now actually. I'm really excited to watch those. Yeah, I watched all three. I might try and watch all three. I've got a flight to LA on Monday. There you go. Um which I'll be working on. Working for on anyone listening at work. Working it. Um <laughs> But I may also watch three expendables movies. With that, we'll see you next week, gang. Yeah. For the um, final instalment of Lap Pack Past and Present. Yeah. Um, leave a review. Leave a review. <laughs> Bye. Breakfast with Archbishop Desmond Tutu and lunch with Nelson Mandela. Wow. And actually, when he came to the States, yeah. the last time he came, came to California, came to our house. Well, that's pretty good. Now, you see, that's... I'll tell you a funny story, too. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be mad at me for telling it, but I'll tell it anyway. Uh, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone, he lives up in the... We're like in a gated community. He lives over there. And he, he wasn't invited. We had, well, I mean, I would have invited him, but we had about maybe 40, 50 people there, you know, and I had my children. I said, you can invite one friend and you know, Oprah Winfrey, different people were there. And the security, they had security helicopters like it was the president. Yeah. They're like, uh, Mr. Washington, uh, uh, Rocky's out front. He's pacing. <laughs> he's like, he's like looking in the gate. Like, I said, should we, he's like, should we let him in? I'm like, yeah, let's him yeah, come yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They said he was outside looking sad. Yeah. Man, man. Can you see Rocky? Yo, Mr. Mandela, how you doing? Mr. Mandela, how you doing? How you doing? Yo, Adrian. Mr. Mandela here. Mr. Mandela over here.